We've all sinned. But what do you do when you're caught in the act of sin? How do you react? How do you expect others to react? In today's story of the adulterous woman, we meet a woman who waited when she could have escaped. Hi, and welcome to All God's Women. I'm Sharon Wilharm, your host for the show, and I am excited to be taking you on a journey through the Bible, focusing our attention on All God's Women. We'll be talking about women you've heard all your life and women you've never heard of. Each has a story to tell, and I can't wait to share them. Together, we'll discover life lessons we can take away from each of these ancient women and apply them to our modern-day lives. Join us each week for the latest episode of All God's Women. We meet the adulteress in John chapter 8, but in order for us to fully appreciate her story, we need to understand the time period in which it takes place. Tension was building up. Jesus was at the Feast of Tabernacles, saying things people didn't understand. None of it made sense. Many were rejecting him. The rulers were seeking an opportunity to bring him in for questioning, but they didn't have just cause. It was a time of confusion and chaos. No one knew what to think. Frustrated, they waited for the opportunity to arise to get rid of Jesus so they could go back to their status quo. John chapter 7 closes with everyone went to his own house. Then chapter 8 opens with, But Jesus went to the Mount of Olives. Jesus spent the night in prayer. Then early in the morning, he went back to the temple. People gathered around him, so he sat down and taught them. While he was teaching, the scribes and Pharisees brought to him a woman caught in the act of adultery. They led her front and center of the crowd and confronted Jesus. Teacher, this woman was caught in adultery in the very act. Now Moses in the law commanded us that such should be stoned. But what do you say? Jesus said nothing. Instead, he stooped down and wrote on the ground, acting as if he hadn't heard them. They persisted, asking him what should be done with her. He stood up and addressed them. He who is without sin among you, let him throw a stone at her first. Then he bent back down and wrote on the ground again. While he wrote, they all left, starting with the oldest. When he stood back up, the accusers were gone. Only the woman remained. Woman, where are those accusers of yours? Has no one condemned you? She said, No one, Lord. And Jesus said to her, Neither do I condemn you. Go and sin no more. As she exited the scene, Jesus turned to those who he had been teaching before the commotion and said, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness but have the light of life. The religious leaders didn't like Jesus. They didn't understand him. He didn't fit with their religious views. He said things that made them uncomfortable. At times, he just plain made them look bad. They wanted to get rid of him. The problem was figuring out how to do it. Bringing the adulteress to Jesus was their attempt to trap him. If he said she should be stoned, 
they could come back and say he was taking authority that he didn't have. It would also go against his teachings of mercy and forgiveness. If he said she should be spared, he'd be going against the laws of Moses, thus antagonizing the religious leaders. The adulteress was a pawn, caught up in the drama going on between the leaders and Jesus. Who was she? What were the circumstances of her adultery? Why was only she there and not the man? She wasn't an innocent victim. The Bible confirms she was guilty. But what led to her sin? What did Jesus see when he saw her? We don't have the answers to who she was nor what motivated her. We do know, though, that when Jesus looked at her, he saw past her sin and saw a woman in need of a Savior. It's interesting to note that while Jesus rode on the ground, her accusers disappeared. She could have fled the scene in shame after them, and no one would have thought anything about it. But she didn't. She stood there waiting for Jesus to address her. The woman had been looking for love in the wrong place. Now, as a result of sin, she was face to face with the one man who had never sinned. Imagine the mortification she must have felt. It was bad enough being caught in her sin. Obviously, she thought she was being discreet. She thought no one would know what she was doing. But she was found out. Not only that, but in the midst of the act, these religious leaders stormed the room, yanked her out of bed, probably gave her little time to get dressed, led her down the streets and into the temple in front of a crowd of worshipers. And they made sure that everyone knew exactly what she had been doing. Can you imagine anything more humiliating? It would have been easiest to run away. But by standing firm and waiting for Jesus, she was able to witness his transforming power. When she stood face to face with him, she didn't see condemnation. Instead, she saw compassion and forgiveness. She witnessed firsthand what real love looked like. No longer would she need to chase after worldly passion now that she had discovered for herself transformational love. We've all sinned. We've all done things behind closed doors that we hope nobody ever finds out about. But no matter how discreet we may be, He still sees our sins. Though no one else may have a clue what we've done, He knows. And yet, He who knows us best loves us most. While the world may look at us and see our sin, he sees our soul. He sees us as a life worth saving. I love what Jesus says as the adulteress goes off to start her new life. I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. The adulterous woman deserved death, but Jesus gave her life. It may be that you're lurking around in the shadows, doing things you know you're not supposed to be doing. You may feel safe in the darkness, fearful of being exposed to the light. But if those religious leaders had not drugged the adulteress out of the darkness, she would not have experienced the life-changing impact 
of the light of the world. What they meant for evil, Jesus used for good. She was a pawn in the hands of the religious leaders. They were right there in the dark with her. But once she was introduced to the light, she was never the same. Jesus showed her a better way. You too can come out of the darkness and into the light. You can bring your sins to Him, and rather than receiving condemnation, you can receive His gift of life. The choice is yours. Wallow in darkness or revel in the light. Lord God, thank You for Your mercy and Your grace. Thank You for seeing past our sins and instead focusing on our souls. Thank you that in those times of our lives, when others seek to harm us, that you come in and use it for your glory. Thank you for lifting us out of the darkness and leading us into the light. Please forgive us for those times we fall short and go off in directions that cause sorrow to those around us. Open our eyes to the sins that we commit, convincing ourselves that it's okay that we're not actually sinning. Reveal to us the truth. Make it clear what we should be doing. Thank you for loving us when it seems we're all alone. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. That concludes today's episode of All God's Women. Tune in next week when we look at the blind man's mother. If you enjoy All God's Women, I have a request to make. Spark Media is an industry organization that recognizes the best in Christian podcasts. All God's Women is nominated for an award at the upcoming award ceremony. And this week only, fans can vote for People's Choice Awards. If you would, head over to the Spark Media website and vote for All God's Women for most binge-worthy and best female-hosted show. I'll include a direct link in the show notes. Thank you so much for showing your support. I appreciate it greatly. Until next week, goodbye. If you enjoy listening to All God's Women podcast and radio show, you're going to love my brand new Women of Prayer Bible study. Get to know the character of God by studying the prayers of women in the Bible. Grab your copy today, available in paperback and Kindle.